Oh, welcome. Welcome on into the First on Fantasy Podcast. Oh, man, I was late on that intro. My bad. No worries. Joe Montes here with Jacob Bartley. Happy pre-Thanksgiving, Jacob. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well, man. Uh, this is one of my favorite weeks of the year. You know, it's uh, family time, Black Friday shopping. I'm excited. Are you going Black Friday shopping this year? Yes, I usually go every year. I didn't go i don't think i went last year because we were like deep in the pandemic you know yeah i just like but i I, look people say oh the crowds and the and the traffic it's not that bad like it depends where you go right if you like i live in roseville so i just go to the roseville area like 10 minutes down the street from me right so it's not too bad uh i but i always go to best buy it's like a tradition to me i love and when I used to collect Blu-rays, I used to buy Blu-rays, but I'm going there for video games, by the way. Video games? Jacob, yes. what are you getting, man? Okay, so every year I usually buy Madden and NBA 2K, like the day they come out. The, and I pay the full $60, 65 whatever they, 90 whatever they charge nowadays. Yeah, that's and Continue. <laughs> uh, this year I didn't because I'm just like, man, this, first of all, they're kind of the same game, just copy and pasted, cut little bit upgrades here and there. But also, I was like, I'm just going to wait till Black Friday and go get them for half off. So I'm looking to cop those two games tomorrow. That's literally, um, you know, if my fiance was sitting here with me right now, should be. I, Jacob, I, I don't think it's anything that we need to mention. But yes, I do play video games, and I'm glad to hear that you do too. Obviously, we know that about each other. Uh, but specifically relating to sports games, you're right, man. They never really change. They're always kind of the same thing. And every year up until like three years ago, I found myself buying them every day at launch, every single time. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, it's the same game. I can just, I'm still working on the character from the last year's game. I know. Like, let me continue and play this guy through. And the funny thing is, is I've actually spent more money on Madden and NBA 2K games in the last three years when I stopped buying them at full price than I have when I did when I used to buy them at full price. And the reason is, is because my mentality was, I'm just going to wait till they're on sale. So then I'd buy the game when it was on sale. And then I'm not big on having physical copies of games. So I would sell those games back. I'm like, I don't need a physical (laughs) copy. I'm just going to sell it back. And then I'd find myself wanting to play it again like four months down the road during football season i'm like ah, i guess i'll just buy it so when you look at it in terms of like conclusion i ended up spending 30 dollars when i bought it on sale and then i bought it five months later when it was 30 bucks on sale so i'm ending up at the end of the day paying full price for a game that i tried to get a good deal on um and that's just the wonderful life i have with you know being impulsive so that's me but i'm glad to know that uh you are gonna find some successful Deals. Yeah, so the the main reason why I have to get the new sports games, and I'm <laughs> because I, I have I'm, to. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not as into it as I used to be. I used to be obsessed with 2K, and then Madden was not far behind. It's because I got to get the upgraded, the updated players, like the rookies that the actual <laughs> Madden people made, not the imported ones from like the guys who make them online. I want the actual you know, Madden made players or 2K made players. And I do play those little storylines that they do. And at least they do a new updated version of like the player's journey in every year. So I like playing those. 
dude, the storyline, the narratives are the worst thing about those games. They're so cheesy. They are, but I like playing them. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like a guilty pleasure. And um, I just like, you know, I create a guy like make him look like me kind of. And I'm like, that's the closest I'll ever be to playing in the league. Well, I guess with fantasy football and video games, that's as close as we'll ever be to being in the actual game. Let's go ahead and talk about real fantasy football. But before we do, thank you for listening or tuning in today. If you happen to listen to this, even right now, which I know there's only one person, so thank you. But if you happen to listen to it in the future, be sure to drop a like and subscribe. You are almost guaranteed to score 150 points in your fantasy matchup this week. I don't know if that gets you a win or not, but good luck to you. Um, you can follow us anywhere you get your podcast. We are primarily on YouTube, so if you're watching us or will watch us, hello, look at our beautiful faces. And you can follow us at First Round Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. It's the season of giving. It is Thanksgiving time, and I think we did something similar to this last year, and I'm sure other fantasy outlets do it as well. But it's just fun to do because when you talk about stats and stuff all day, it's hard to get excited about it day in and day out. We give second-round advice here, so we can't do this 40 hours a week. So we like to just do the fun stuff, right? Um, And with that being said, we're going to talk about what we're thankful for because we are a thankful, wholesome bunch, Jacob and I. We've never done a solely negative, sinful thing in our lives. We are just good human beings from the soul. (laughs) So, Jacob, what are you thankful for uh, this fantasy football season? Or why are you thankful for fantasy football in general? Yeah, this season, well, I actually am having my best fantasy football season ever. So, (laughs) Well, that's going to happen, man, when you have like four first-round picks in the five fantasy leagues you play in. I don't know how you ended up with the number one overall pick in like five leagues this year. (sighs) Man, you know, sacrifice a couple goats to the fantasy gods. Collusion. Yeah. You know how it goes. You know know what's funny is like it's so – I was thinking about that the other day, and like – there is no occlusion because somebody else mixes up the papers and pulls them out. And it's like my name. And literally in all of our dynasty and keeper leagues, I got the first round pick. It was so weird, but uh, that hasn't even, even helped me. But I mean, I got Najee Harris in most of those leagues. So that, that's been good, yeah, but I'm just, I'm thankful that like, well, this year I'm actually thankful for the extra game because what it does is it, cause we get, 18 17 we get 18 games now but 17 fantasy weeks right so what it does is it extends how long you know a team who's maybe four and six or you know four and seven whatever it extends giving them a chance to make the playoffs also myself it leads to like we were just talking about this a lot of teams are five and six six and five and it's like normally you know, you're like, damn, I'm probably not going to get in. But you're like, wait a minute, there's an extra week, possibly could get in. So that's just something random I just thought about right now because it, it's actually pretty cool. And we don't have to do payouts during the same day week as Christmas, which <laughs> always happened. It was always literally the same week of Christmas. And it's like, it was always weird doing that. But um, but no, for real talk, uh, uh, fantasy football, though, there's a couple reasons why I like it and why I love it. One of them is like it brings random people together. Like just the friendships that I already had were have been like, you know, better because of fantasy football. But also it's like 
um, like our buddy Tyler in, in my league, right? In my dynasty league. And he plays in your dynasty league too. And he plays in our basketball league, right? Him and I were like uh, acquaintances, like casual friends in, in high school. And now because of fantasy football, like we would have never got back in touch if it wasn't for fantasy football. So that type of thing is just awesome when it comes to fantasy. What about you, man? Yeah, I like your answer, man. And I'm going to piggyback off of that. Uh, shout out to Tyler. Um, he's, I think he's rocking this year in a few of our leagues, so good to him. By the way, I noticed that we have three viewers in the chat. Oh, my gosh. So thankful for you guys. Um, They're probably off I, from work this week. That's why. <laughs> yeah, you're probably off from work. I know I'm off from work this week. Jacob and I are both in education. So, yeah, we're off this week, man. We're just living the vibes. Oh, yeah. Um, but question to you guys, if you're listening and you have time to answer, um, do you play the Madden games? That's all I want to know. Do you play the Madden games? Uh, as far as what I'm thankful for this year, Ah, man, yeah, I'm going to get a little, you know, a little uh, dramatic here myself, kind of like you did, just bringing people closer together. Um, you know, Justin, a huge part of this show. He's gone now. He's still on the show, but he lives <laughs> in Idaho, right? That's really far. Yeah. I know that I recently moved away as well, uh, only about an hour, not like seven, yeah, eight hours but, like him. Yeah. And I think fantasy football gives us that you know, that ability to stay connected. You know, the podcast has given us the ability to stay connected, mm -hmm. Jacob, but fantasy football more in general. Um, I love getting together for the drafts every year. I look for them. They're big, extravagant events. I love doing them. So I think just the camaraderie and hanging out with everybody, it's always a good time for me. So I enjoy fantasy football for that reason. And I am thankful that it keeps us all together, even this far down the road, especially Demond, the non-existent part of the show. Uh, having a baby was just too much for him. He can't. He can't do it anymore. He's just. Uh, he's just gone. I'm he's just still our fifth member. He's, he's still, still involved. He's still our fifth member. He'll do something for us. He'll work security at when we open up office one day. There we go. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah, because technically he's like he's in security now. Yeah, right? he's okay, a, cool. a, a correction officer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Awesome. Demond, if you're listening, we uh, got a job for you. <laughs> Let's talk about um, something a little bit more fun, right? Fantasy football. Thanksgiving food. Let's combine them together. What is your favorite or least favorite Thanksgiving food? And what kind of fantasy player can you compare them to? So I guess I'll start. And uh, I'm going with one of my favorite Thanksgiving foods. And that is delicious, soft mashed potatoes and gravy. And I picked this not only because I love mashed potatoes, because it has the word mashed into it. And when I think of fantasy football players that are just mashing it up this year, one of them is obvious and it comes to mind right off the way. Uh, the person who currently leads the league in rushing touchdowns, and that's Jonathan Taylor. This guy is mashing the football. I don't know if you can really use that word and like how I'm explaining it, like the adjective I'm using, trying to use it as, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm making my own verb here. He is smashing in touchdowns day in and day out every Sunday on the field. And those two things don't make sense day in and day out every Sunday. So I'm just all over the place this morning. But anyways, yeah, he's doing it and he's doing it at extreme levels. I'm super thankful for him. I love Matt. I love mashed potatoes and gravy. And Jonathan Taylor is certainly mashing it out there on the football field. Another one, uh, James Conner, currently third in the league in rushing touchdowns with 10 just another guy, man, who loves to ruin your fantasy lineup if you have um, or if you did have uh, Chase Edmonds 
But if you just have James Conner, I guess you've been doing kind of fine. He's found some fantasy relevance here throughout the year, uh, primarily because of those touchdowns. So I hope he keeps that up. And again, if I had to compare the two, mashed potatoes, James Conner, Jonathan Taylor, they go hand in hand because they're just mashing it up, I guess. There you go. I think, I think that worked. Jacob, yeah. make it better. I know you have a, no. a much more better one. It does. Uh, no, I like yours. It makes sense. And uh, James Conner, a big surprise uh, this year. I mean, obviously Chase Edmonds is out for a couple weeks, but still, like, everybody was sleeping on James Conner, so – so that's a good one. And obviously, like, Jonathan Taylor went from, like, back end of the first round guy to, like, maybe the number one crown jewel in fantasy football. So that's Very awesome. There's uh, one every year. So this was hard because I had to actually use my uh, my favorite dish, which is green bean casserole. And that's with the crunchy uh, onions on top. It's so delicious, at least the way – my grandma makes it. Um, and so I had to go with that. And then I had to think of, okay, who do I want to compare this dish to? And I'm just going to go with my favorite non-Niners wide receiver. And that is C.D. Lamb. Now, C.D. Lamb, <laughs> look, he's a hot name in fantasy football. Everybody loves him, right? But C.D. Lamb, he you see him out on the field. He's flashy. He's tasty. He's nice. And he's those... When you He's see green field, bean casserole. His look <laughs> is like the the crunchy the the crunchy onions right out of the oven. It's just like ooh, it looks good. And then, but also, if you watch Hard Knocks and you uh, you see him on there, he's very like, you know, he seems like all crazy and flashy on the field, but he's very like calm and chill. And he he's like, oh, I gotta have my candles, like, and and he's like, so. Underneath those those crispy onions is the healthy green beans. And it turns out underneath, C.D. Lamb is just like a nice, chill guy. So uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm comparing him to to green bean casserole. Also, another way to compare to him, like next year when you're drafting him, you better get him quick because the green bean casserole, if you don't eat it right fresh out of the oven, it's not as good when you wait 30 minutes later. So don't wait too long. Get CD lamb right away or get them before someone else does before somebody else eats that green bean casserole dish. Remember that. I love time. it, man. I love, I love our comparisons. Uh, I, I, yeah, I watched, what was it? Hard knocks too. He does kind of give off that vibe, right? Like a, like a very, just like, I, I get what you're trying to say, man. Green beans yeah. casserole. I'm sure your grandma made them absolutely wonderfully delicious. Uh, I don't think I've ever wanted to touch those in my life. So maybe I'll have They're to. They're so uh, good, man. They're so you'll good. You'll have to hey, take we your got grandma's Joseph recipe. in the chat. <laughs> oh, there he is. Well, here, before we get into some fantasy football, let's see. Uh, let's see. Is Tony Jones Jr., startable of Kamara Ingram, are both out Thursday night game. Man, dude, Buffalo, what has happened, right? They've, they've been taking advantage of these last couple of weeks, but I think at the end of the day, uh, that run defense is still pretty strong. Trevor Sinian. Uh, Tony Jones Jr. and company. I don't know if they get it done. I think Bill, the Josh Allen as a whole, and same with the Buffalo Bills defense, they've had a tendency to turn it around after duds, kind of like they did last week. So I think they turn it around, and I think they uh, stomp the floor with New Orleans. And I don't think that means that Tony Jones Jr. finds himself in a very good scenario. I suppose he could get some passing down work. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, so it, it's tough because – 
you know, Buffalo's defense. But look what Jonathan Taylor just said. But that's Jonathan Taylor, right? He's like, we can't say like, oh, a normal running back did that to the Bills. But very true. Before Tony Jones Jr. got injured, he was, we were viewing him as a premier handcuff. And look, Mark Ingram's there now, but Kamara's been out. Ingram might be out. So what's difference from six weeks ago when we were viewing, okay, if this guy became the starter, how would we view him? We we pretty much consider him like a must start, right? So I think we're kind of back to that. And it depends on your options. Like in some, in a couple of my leagues, I'm these aren't my starting running backs are literally uh, Melvin Gordon and David Johnson. It's disgusting. So like I would rather start <laughs> Tony Jones Jr. over those guys and other players might be in that situation. So he's not terrible, like, but I you might have a better option. It depends. Yeah, that's fair. We're going to talk about it. Jacob, are you there? Or are you frozen? Oh, no, I'm here. I'm reading okay. the comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I see the Brandon Looney Tunes guy. Interesting fella. They keep uh, updating us on their subscriber count. They did it last week, too. Oh, sweet, man. Did we give him a sub? I think we have to, right? We must have, yeah. <laughs> we must have. Well, I will double check that. Yeah. Brandon Looney Tunes fan 2000. We will uh, make sure Get you we to make 223. That I get you to 223. And so, Joseph, I hope we answered your question. He says he also has another one here. Um, one more question for you guys. Dak with no CD, no Cooper versus Vegas or Stafford versus Green Bay? Shootout on the horizon. Well, for all intents and purposes, I am under the impression that CD Lamb does play this week. I am also under the impression that he does clear concussion protocol. And I think if CD does play, then Dak is a fine start. I think that Vegas in general, I know this hurts to say, uh, they are in complete disarray. So that team is in shambles. They're not as good as they were in the beginning of the year. I think Dak is bound for a rebound game, especially at home on Thanksgiving. Um, So I think Dak is a fine candidate to start. Now, his question was without CD and without Cooper. Um, You know, that's interesting. I think that the game plan changes a little bit. Maybe Tony Pollard gets a little bit more run. I know we're going to talk about him in a little bit, Jacob. Um, maybe Zeke might find the end zone. Maybe they're going to be prone to run the ball a little bit more. Um, the Raiders can't be run against. So does that game plan change? And if so, is Dak Prescott still fantasy relevant? Do I like him primarily over Stafford this week in Green Bay? Um, I think I'd still have to lean Dak, man. I think I'd still have to lean Dak there. Jacob, what about you? Convince me otherwise, because this one is a true difficult one for me. Yeah, so, I mean, the easy thing is to say that, like, oh, Dak's been struggling, uh, but so has Stafford. I mean, last two weeks against San Francisco, against Tennessee, he was struggling, but they had the bye week, and, you know, I guarantee you Sean McVay is focusing, okay, how do we get this right? How do we get back on track? And Stafford, I mean, other than Robert Woods, admittedly Stafford has all his players. He has Cooper cup. He has Odell. He, he has a uh, Daryl Henderson. So that offense is ready to go. Like I said, missing Robert Woods, but honestly, I feel much better about starting Stafford to be honest, uh, because like Dak, I'm just staying away from that situation until I see him play better. Stafford has still been, you know, okay. It's just been some tough matchups for sure. But, to me, the difference maker is Cooper Cup, Odell, uh, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, or, you know, 
the pass catchers that Dak has, you know, Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson. <laughs> so I'm going with Stafford on this one, even though Green Bay's defense has been playing pretty well. Well, you know what, Joe, do what you decide because we agree differently. I think I'm sticking with Dak to get it done on Thanksgiving. Jacob's going with Matthew Stafford. You want to book it down, Jacob, who has the better fantasy day? Sure, why not? Let's do it. I'm going Dak Prescott. You're going Matthew Stafford. Who has the better fantasy finish? Let us know down in the comments if you happen to listen. Joe, I hope we helped you out in convincing you otherwise. Uh, oh, my gosh. He's just keeping us afloat this morning. In one league, I'm debating between Tony Jones Jr. versus Sutton. And in the others, it's Jeff Wilson Jr. plus Mitchell or one of the 49ers and Jones. Isn't Jeff Wilson Jr. and Mitchell one of the 49ers? What is he talking about here? Um Tony Jones Jr. versus Sutton. I'm going Tony Jones Jr. Uh, I think he's going to get the work, mm. the guaranteed carries, probably 10, 12, 15. So I'd I'm probably go that. Sutton on that. Ooh. Dude, we're booking down. We're not, helping, we're not helping Joe at all. <laughs> like, choosing the. I just think if, if it's full PPR, I think I'm going Tony Jones Jr. I think he gets work in the backfield, and I think he gets pass catching work. Sutton's been hit or miss lately with the return of Jerry Judy. That offense as a whole has been more run-centered uh, rather than pass-heavy. Um, so I like Tony Jones Jr. there. Uh, happy to book it down with you too, Jake. For the we second one, no, we'll just do – we'll stick to the Dak and Stafford one. This one's right. more hard to tell. But if – if Eliza Mitchell is active, I would go Mitchell and Jones in that scenario. I wouldn't start Mitchell and Wilson Jr. Uh, and I also see what he's saying here. He's saying that yeah. if he doesn't start Tony Jones, he's playing both the Niners, yeah, Jeff Wilson asking. Jr. and Mitchell. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of starting two running backs on the same team. I think we learned that mistake from uh, DeAndre Swift and – what was it, Jamal Williams early? Yeah, in the but year. when Chubb and Hunt are both healthy, man, that's like the only one you can that's do. That's true, that's because literally in one. Dynasty, that's what I do. But we so shouldn't compare that, that to every situation because it's the only one. But no, I would go because when Mitchell's been active, he's the guy. Like, so it doesn't matter if Jeff Wilson Jr. is still active. I would go Mitchell and Jones. Mitchell and Jones. I like that too. I, I like that too. But Joe, obviously, if. If Mitchell's out, then that's easy. Go Jeff Wilson Jr. and Jones. So it's there you go. All right, switching it up, man, because we can't let Brandon Looney Tunes fan 2000. We got a true fan in him, looks like it. Your favorite Looney Tunes character. I think I already answered this in one of the comments. I'm just going to be really quick with it. Bugs Bunny Jr. Can't go wrong. Jacob? Bugs Bunny Jr.? I mean, Bug <laughs> who's Bugs Bunny Jr.? Dude, it's the new series, man. It came out in like 2015. Is it really? Yeah, dude. You never heard of Bugs Bunny Jr.? They have like a whole uh, Looney Tunes Jr. spinoff. It's amazing. Like, wow. I think I so grew up watching more of that in the last like eight years than I did so regular Looney Tunes. Actually, Bugs Bunny Jr. is your real answer. That's awesome. No, I love that. Yeah. Um, Jacob, I'm also I was totally a kid. Just I just said, I, I said that. I There's no show. Uh, oh, are you kidding? I, I, oh yeah, my no. God. I really bought that. Like, you convinced <laughs> me. My bad. Anyways, uh, your favorite Looney Tunes character? Um, well, I was a young man growing up watching Space Jam uh, when I was a kid. So I got to go with Lola Bunny. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. It's Lola Bunny. Come on. She's an amazing basketball player. Let's talk back to Joe. I know you guys got a show to run, so get this to you when you can. Joe, we got time for you and only you, buddy. Yeah, there's this only Javante two of us Williams. 
the RB1 in Denver post the bye week. Dude, I have to see it to believe it first. These are what the rumors are, but there's been no indication that this is going to happen. These two have been in a decisive split backfield the entirety of the season. And I don't think it hasn't been not working. I mean, Denver isn't like the best team. They're not the worst team. There's really nothing in my mind that's telling me like, oh, they're just going to give Damn. it to him. Like their season's not over yet. Maybe if they were like, you know, two or three and seven or two and eight or something right mm -hmm. now, then I'd be like, yeah, they want to see what they got in their young guns. I think they're still competitive. I think they're still fighting for whatever it is they're trying to get to maybe a wild card spot at this point with some of those other teams in the AFC West emerging. But um, I, this is one of the most confusing backfields in all of fantasy football. And let me rephrase that. It's not confusing. We know exactly what we've gotten week in and week out the first 10 weeks of the season, uh, the first 11 weeks of the season. And it's been a split backfield. And there's nothing in my mind that tells me that they're going to do otherwise. So I can't definitively say that Javante Williams is going to be an RB1 rest of season uh, unless something happens to Melvin Gordon. Jacob, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. They're 5-5 five and five right now, but and they play the Chiefs. Do they play the Chiefs this week or next week? I don't know. Let me pull up their schedule really quick. Either way, but uh, I know their schedule five, is really, really good though. So they're I think five and five, the so they're not out of that last playoff spot. But also, I actually made my mind up on this a couple weeks ago, and for me, I don't think Javante is going to become the full starter this season unless Mel Melvin Gordon gets hurt. And you got to look at it from the coach's perspective and the team's perspective or whoever's making that final decision, the GM owner, whatever, why in the world would you, when it's been working for you, their run game is pretty solid. Why in the world you have Melvin Gordon on his last year of his contract? Why would you put more mileage on your young franchise running back when you have Melvin Gordon there? I was looking at their, uh, stats before the bye week and they literally had nine carries and eight carries. And I think that's going to continue. I think it's going to be a split backfield, but with that being said, they're both flex, like possibly one of them is a back end RB two every week. And the other one's a flex option every week. So they're both usable. But if I'm the coach, if I'm the GM, there's no way I'm sitting the guy that we're paying. What is he getting? 10 million a year, Melvin Gordon. Uh, yeah. And, you know, putting more miles on our potential workhorse running back in the future. So you're you're letting Javante get enough play to build on for next season while still keeping Melvin Gordon involved. I think that's a smart move, and I think that's what they're going to do. I think you're absolutely right, Jacob. And we talked about this, like, very early on, even before the season yeah, started. Yeah, we talked a lot about it, yeah. There was a reason why they signed Gordon and they paid him that kind of money. He's going to be a free agent next year. You're either going to use him and run him into the ground or you're going to use him how they're using him now because they think they have playoff potential. Um, you know, a perfect scenario in pick six, one of our leagues that we play, I'm the proud owner of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. I have started Javante Williams as a flex or RB2 every single game of the season only to just now realize that Melvin Gordon has 30 more fantasy points on the season than Javante Williams. So he's actually almost a whole tier better than Javante Williams in terms of what he's been able to do. I think he's found the end zone a little bit more. Um, however, in terms of like passing down work and things of that nature, it's completely flip-flop every single week. 
But I think I might have just kind of convinced myself I might be leaning towards Melvin Gordon until I see otherwise because it looks like he's getting the lucky hand and falling into the end zone. And he's clearly outproducing him for fantasy. He may not be the better fantasy future asset, but he's the better fantasy player right now. So I'm starting Melvin Gordon um, until I see otherwise in that backfield because 30 points is quite the significant toll. And it looks like it's been pretty consistent for Melvin Gordon as compared to Javante Williams, who's had some highs and had some lows. And he's never actually had that true high, high game yet. So I don't want to start him without seeing it first. Yeah, and I I have them each in separate different leagues, and I start them both. So I start I've been starting Melvin Gordon all year in my flex, and then I've been starting Javante all year in my flex. So just you know, enjoy them as some decent flex options while they're here. <laughs> while they're here, God, they're gonna leave us, Jacob. What's going well, on? Well, I think uh, I mean eventually Javante is gonna be an RB one, and Melvin Gordon's gonna be like David Johnson type player. So fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we have talked a lot about questions, and we love it. So if you have questions for us, keep throwing them our way. We love to interact with you guys, uh, even if it's just Joe, who's a part of our team, who can't be on today. Anyways, uh, favorite waiver wire pickups of the week, Jacob. It's Slim Pickens. Uh, oh, yeah. But with the recent news of Adrian Peterson being released from the Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans, I like a guy like Dontrell Hilliard, upgraded from the practice squad last week, came in, got 15 touches, didn't do a lot with him. But eight catches. If you are in a full PPR league, I completely expect a negative game script this week against New England. Um, And if Jeremy McNichols is out as well, and it's just Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard, um, I like him as a flex option with that PPR volume. I mean, eight catches is tremendous. Um, And that's certainly not a dud. So he's a waiver wire pickup. I'd love to pack. uh, Love to pack. I don't know. (laughs) He's a pickup I'd love to have on my team. Matter of fact, I did acquire him in a number of leagues. Now it becomes an interesting situation of do I or am I confident enough to start him? And that's a conversation for a later day. We might even talk about it in a little bit. Uh, Jacob, I see you have Cedric Wilson here. Um, now, do you like Cedric Wilson as a pickup even if C.D. Lamb does play? Because we already know that Amari Cooper is ruled out. But if C.D. Lamb plays, are you still excited about Cedric Wilson? And obviously you're more excited about him if he doesn't play. So what about the yeah, it, where it obviously changes. And I, I think it's one of these things where we don't know yet, right? We're not going to know maybe till later today or tomorrow what the situation with CD lamb is going to be. So if you can afford it, I think you should throw him on your roster and, and wait and see what happens. He goes from, you know, may, you know, maybe a high end flex option to maybe a low end, uh, flex option depending on if cd plays i still think he's going to be involved and obviously gallops there but we we always you know thought that lamb and cooper could be a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two and then gallop could be a flex so in this situation maybe cedric wilson can be flex so i think people are kind of sleeping on him yeah i mean he said relevance before I, i i think i'm more of a believer in a guy like michael gallup uh, than Cedric Wilson. But um, no, I think your reasoning is sound. Let's move on. Rex Burkhead news that, you know, <laughs> Philip Lindsay was released from Texans. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody really wants a Texans running back, but I think this only bodes well for Rex Burkhead and David Johnson. Uh, and they seem to show more love to Rex Burkhead. So you have him here, Jacob. Are, are you, are, would you pick up Rex Burkhead over a guy like Dontrell Hilliard? 
Not necessarily, but if you're desperate, I mean, Rex Burkhead had 18 carries last week. Not for many yards, but they are playing the Jets, who are the most friendliest team to running backs. So, I'm not, look, most people aren't picking up Rex Burkhead and starting him, but I've seen some crazy situations. Teams on teams on by you you have four guys injured and it's like what do I do I have no choice if you're desperate take a look at Rex Burkhead like you said Philip Lindsay's gone he was already getting the work and I hope like just for the sake of having more usable fantasy players that him and David Johnson are useful for the rest of the season yeah fair enough man and I think he kind of answered the question for me I think Dontrell Hilliard is more of like a kind of like a one-week rental. You, you might see what you get if you're super desperate. Uh, Rex Burkhead has shown consistency. You mentioned the volume last week, and I think that continues. Uh, and also they're going up the, against the New York Jets this week. So, Jacob, you convinced me. I'd probably rather have Rex Burkhead over someone like John Trey Hilliard. Uh, maybe if it's PPR, full PPR, I might reconsider. But um, – you know, I want the consistency, and it looks like Rex Burke has been one of the most consistent players, so it's kind of awkward to talk about, but um, that's a good one. Any other ones before we uh, move on to our full um, and dark? It is a light waiver wire week, man. <laughs> that's all I could say. Light waiver wire week where I am just – guys, if you can't tell, if you're watching us right now, like I still have like cowlicks in my hair was a late night early morning of slandering over my words jacob's just look at him he's put together like a well-groomed man oh with that tiny mustache. i just congratulations i just jacob. throw my hat on and that's it <laughs> let's get to some viewer questions here really quick aaron uh he does not play madden looks like that was in response to one of the questions that we had earlier if you're just joining us do you play madden we were talking about that at the top of the show uh zian i think we've had him in the chat before it looks like he's got so, another yeah. dilemma. Let's talk about it. Start Gaskin, Brandon Cooks, or I'm guessing Darnell Mooney. No, um, so I, I, if you look at the next comment, oh, Darrell he means Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm starting so, Daryl Henderson. What about you, Jay? Oh, yeah. This is easy. It's Daryl Henderson. Honestly, he's an RB1. I mean, yeah, he's right? an RB1. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't know what the rest of your roster looks like. Maybe you have. You probably have some really solid running backs I wanted too, but considering these three players, I would go Daryl Williams for sure. Or Daryl Henderson. Been skeptical. Sorry. Daryl Henderson. He's been skeptical yeah. because Henderson has kind of slipped the last two weeks. Um, but when the volume's there, the volume's there, and that's who you want to play with. So yeah, definitely Darrell Henderson. He says it's full PPR. I don't think that matters. Um, Darrell Henderson, all the way. Hope that helped, yeah. man. Let's get into our Fool's Gold Players of the Week. But before we do, let's recap last week's. I was not here. Jacob and Justin were holding it down. And doing so, they picked Hunter Renfro versus Cincinnati Bengals. Jacob, unfortunately, that was a miss. We'll document that down. Justin, Amara St. Brown, wide receiver from the Detroit Lions. That was also a miss against Cleveland. Cleveland, maybe he thought uh, David Blau was going to do something different other than what Goff has been doing but that's the great thing about fantasy football you get them right you get them wrong and then you keep on going that's what we're here for man to talk about um but before we get into our fool's goal players let's talk about some more players um zeon's back in the comments my two receivers are hollywood brown justin 
Hollywood, I'm guessing Justin Jefferson, and my two RBs are Dylan and Cook. Yeah, I would start Cook. Oh, I see why he's thinking Dylan is a home run play without Aaron Jones. Well, yeah, man, yeah, still he's... starting Darrell Henderson and Hollywood's a start, and Justin Jefferson's a must start. Oh yeah, start. so there's your lineup right there. You got Hollywood, JJ as your receivers, Dylan Cook, and then Henderson. That's a yeah, solid man. lineup. I mean, I'm not trying to be like super weird or anything, <laughs> but if you happen to like and subscribe as well, like you're almost guaranteed a solid fantasy matchup with that lineup. So just consider it. Uh, Jonathan, trade. Oh, wow. Looks like some trade line deadlines have not passed yet. Trade mm-hmm. Hunt, Antonio Brown, and Ayuk for Cordell Patterson. I originally traded Hunt and AB for Barkley. So how do you still have Hunt and Antonio Brown if you traded them for <laughs> Barkley? Trade Hunt, Antonio Brown, and oh, Ayuk he thinks he Phil said Paris. it. He clears oh. it up here. I traded Barkley. I meant originally for Hunt and AB. See, Jacob, sometimes you just need to read, man. Let's just read. <laughs> they know what they're talking about. Antonio Brown and uh, Ayuk. Yeah. I mean, so. what's up with Cordell Patterson? Is he still injured or what? But he also said, "Never mind. I did the opposite." Jonathan, now you're just throwing us off, man. What's going on here? Is this some kind of weird facade? I would just well, be careful. Make sure it. you do your research you, on your, your Cordell Patterson's too much for my brain. injury before trading for or trading him away. Well, I was talking to Joe about this uh, before last week's set of games, and Joe was under the impression, man, he's going to miss like a few weeks, at least three weeks. And he was a game-time decision last week, and he's been a participant all week this week. Says he will be at practice Wednesday. Yeah, so I think I mean, there's he could a good be a buy low, but I th- I think in terms of just like what we're trading here, so Antonio Brown, Ayuk, and Hunt for Cordell Patterson, I think that's way too much. Because what we also have to think about here is Hunt is coming off the IR this week; he's going to start practicing again, and there's a very likelihood chance that he plays. This These are week all injured guys except Ayuk. Except Ayuk, uh, dude, I'm holding on to Brown. I think Brown has shown that he is a great value pick where people were able to get him this year. And it's just a matter of time before he returns. Hopefully it's towards the end of the season, um, but he's not harming you on the bench. He's, I mean, yeah, it sucks when you have to move him into quick. Cause I'm dealing with a scenario right now where I'm Antonio Brown and they rule him out every week. So I'm able to put him on my IR and then pick up a player. And then as soon as Tuesday rolls around, he's back to questionable. So I have to put him back in. So that could be I a hate, nuisance. I was just thinking about that. I hate that. He should stay eligible for IR until he's ready to play. Like that's, it's so annoying how you get can't it together, move him. You know, you have to keep moving him back and forth, but look, that wasn't a bad trade when hunt and AB were, were healthy because they were both killing it. And Barkley was the one who was questionable and hurt. So I don't blame you for doing that trade. Yeah, man. And yeah, exactly. If you were just talking about the Barkley for Hunt and AB, yeah. don't feel worried about that at all. Barkley's a you know a fraction of his former self. Hunt has been great so far this season. He just found himself injured. And AB was great this season. He found himself injured. I think that trade was a home run. Sure. Does Barkley, you know, go on a late season tear towards the end of the season, especially with the news that just broke yesterday that they fired uh, fired offensive coordinator Jason Garrett. So sure, maybe things change there. Um but at the time, don't look at it as a folding situation because Hunt and AB are great assets to have, especially in like a, just a redraft standard league. Um, so don't be worried about that. But as far as the trade as a whole, I would not do it. Do not trade for Cordell Patterson. If you've seen how awful um, 
Matt Ryan has been and just the Falcons as a whole have been the last three weeks. Sure, they might rebound again. I think they got a pretty healthy uh, matchup this week against Jacksonville. I still don't – I'm even scared to start Cordell Patterson. Maybe it's because people thought that he made that offense go, but one of those games where they stunk up the field, Cordell Patterson was playing. So, I, I, yeah, he's he's going to get volume. He's going to get touches, but he's not worth giving up Hunt and Antonio Brown and Ayuk for. So don't do the trade. Um, and then he just said, I did trade Barkley for Hunt and AB. I feel I folded on that. Oh, wait, he just did the trade on Monday? Jonathan, you're just you keep on giving us more information, man. I love it. I don't don't be worried about it, dude. It's fantasy football, man. Like, don't beat yourselves up about it. Um, that's a weird one, but I think still, like, if if your lineup was healthy enough and your other running backs were strong enough, then you should be fine, man. Because once hunt once once hunt is healthy and once A B comes back, I think they're fine fantasy plays. Um, and I think they outproduce, you know, Barkley season long if he doesn't have that tremendous back half of the season. So I, I'm, I think we're done here. Jonathan, just breathe. I hope we helped you out. Um, it might have been like a weird trade two years ago, but, dude, you're totally if fine. If this is all the same team that we're talking about, like the one <laughs> where is. you had Daryl Henderson and all those players – or is that somebody else asking those questions? Oh, that was uh, Zeon. Okay, different different guy. Okay. So anyways, just you, there's nothing you can do. Trust me. I made a trade earlier this year that I think about every day, and it haunts me, and I hate it. But you have to let it go. Take my advice. I don't. You have to let it go. Just let it go. There's a song about that, right? Famous Disney. Yes. Show? I wasn't tying that in, but, you know, it is wintertime. You know, we're getting into wintertime. So there we go. It all works. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> we already got our answers. All right. Bugs Bunny Jr. and Lola Bunny. All right. Now he's just trolling us. Uh, we, we finally bunnies. have some time. Let's fire off some fool's golds here. We are dark horses last week's. Oh, I'm sorry. Our dark horses. The comments are throwing us off today. Yeah. Um, let's fire some off. I guess I'll start. I'm going Miles Sanders running back for the Philadelphia Eagles at um, the New York Giants this week. Look. I know the narrative here is a little tricky, right? Miles Sanders came back last week off the IR. 19 touches, I think. Didn't do a lot with them, but, you know, 70 yards or something like that is pretty good. And the volume was there, but it was really a tale of two halves. Uh, he fumbled the ball early on after that, getting the bulk load of those carries. And after that, he really didn't get any touches. He didn't get any ground game work at all. Matter of fact, it became almost a split snap count between him and Jordan Howard. Then, oddly enough, Jordan Howard's Jordan Howard goes down with the injury. So it was a timeshare between him and Boston Scott. So the, the game was really weird. But before Jordan Howard went down with the injury, I guess we can look at it even further than that. Before uh, Miles Sanders fumbled that ball, he was getting the bulk of the carries which i like to see then he fumbles the ball then jordan howard comes in jordan howard is injured and he's very likely to miss week 12 so we can kind of factor him out in terms of play this week then it becomes are you starting boston scott and miles sanders this philadelphia team has shown us that they love to run the ball now i get it he fumbled he made a mistake that could have just been a one game uh you know punishment 
but I love him this week if he gets that kind of work against the New York Giants who are susceptible to the run game. And that's really all I have to say. You're not going to go out there and start Boston Scott. I think we've all been fooled by that. Um, Howard's not likely to play. Miles Sanders is a league winner if he can hold on to the ball. Um, so I'm going Miles Sanders this week against the New York Giants. And, Jacob, I know you also talked about how we need to start being a little bit more professional and giving our advice about who to start over these guys. Um Definitely Dontrell uh, Hilliard, who I mentioned at the start. I think that's a no-brainer. Any Houston RB with the news that just happened there. I think it gets a little bit murkier after that when you start talking about those RB2 guys that are out there. Um, So with that being said, I think he's a fine flex candidate, maybe even a high-end RB2 at the end of the week. But I'm going in with the expectation that he's a low-end RB2. Um, And with that being said, 15 fantasy points, I think that's great. He's going to ride your team to consistency this week, hopefully fall in the end zone again. Miles Sanders, dark horse for week 12. Jacob, any thoughts? Yeah, that's a good call uh, because he's if he does go off, he's truly a dark horse because we we cannot trust him on a regular basis. Like Even when he was the guy before he got hurt, did, he was doing nothing. And it, to me, though, it's like I invested a lot in Kenneth Gainwell this season – and, and he's kind of useless. He's not. Yeah. He's not even uh, the handcuff. Like there's no handcuff. It's when Miles Sanders goes down, they use three different guys. And Kenneth Gainwell was a healthy scratch last week. So, uh, so yeah, I don't think anybody's taking Miles Sanders' job. It's just tough. Like, would you start both Denver guys over Miles Sanders? Oh, dang it, Jacob! Why did you have to ask one. the good question? That's a tough one, right? The matchup for the matchup in the schedule for these guys is just too juicy when you look at denver um holy cow answer answer it yourself jacob come on you're gonna propose it to me that's a tough but you know what he is my dark horse i gotta stay true uh i would start miles sanders over probably javante williams i don't think i'd start him over melvin gordon given that we talked about that discrepancy in fantasy value you know what's the odd thing and we know it's due to uh jalen hurts but philadelphia's I believe they're the second or first highest rushing team in the league. Well, it's interesting you say that because you mentioned how Miles Sanders was virtually useless in the beginning of the year before he got hurt. I mean, people were literally considering dropping him. In pick six, one of our leagues, he was dropped when he was even IR. And I was able to pick him up, and now I feel comfortable starting him. Matter of fact, I am starting. So this is a perfect scenario, Jacob. You just asked. I am the owner. Oh, you have all these players. I'm the owner of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon and Miles Sanders, and I am starting as of right now at this very moment, Melvin Gordon in my RB two spot, and I'm starting Miles Sanders as my flex. So I'm going with my gut here. There you go. Um, More fantasy points, Melvin Gordon. I know that we can't just lead all of our arguments on that, but we talked about that split backfield. I'm not ready to buy into Javante Williams just yet until I actually see it. So if I die this week in fantasy football, I don't know why I said die. If I lose this week (laughs) in fantasy football and watch as Javante Williams goes off for 30 fantasy points on my bench, I'll be happy knowing that now I can officially start him rest of the year, but I just can't do it yet. Um, So I'm starting Miles Sanders over over Javante Williams. I didn't um, plan it, but that's the answer I was looking for. <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet stuff, man. I love to hear it. Um, let's turn it over to you, my friend. Your week 12 dark horse. Who are you going with? 
So yeah, I liked your choice because it's a good question. Like, do I start Miles Sanders? That's a great question. So my choice, I think now that we know that Zeke is going to play and he's back, I think this is a questionable one. And that is Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, look, we still don't know if CeeDee Lamb's going to play. And it doesn't necessarily directly correlate, you know, Tony Pollard's play and CeeDee Lamb's play. But we know Tony Pollard is very active in the passing game. If CeeDee Lamb's out, he I think he's going to be very involved. And if you look even like, all right, we play mostly on Yahoo, right? And even Yahoo is projecting him for the most point for a lot more points than they usually do. They got him projected for 12 or 13 points, but I know Zach or Zeke, not Zach Zeke went out last week for a little bit. And, you know, Tony Pollard had seven carries 50 yards, two catches, 20 yards. That's pretty solid. I think he's going to get more work than that uh, tomorrow against the Las Vegas Raiders who, sorry to say, Gabe are a pretty easy matchup for uh, opposing running backs. So look, I just think, <laughs> The way Dallas's offense has kind of been decimated, no Cooper, possibly no Lamb, Dak struggling a little bit. I think Pollard's a little bit of a safety blanket for the entire team on offense, and I think he's going to get a lot of work even as the running back two on the team. So I, I've been a huge supporter of Pollard, and I think this week you can actually start him in your flex. You know, he's had fantasy relevance at times uh, this week. If what we were talking about earlier, if Dak comes out, I know you're talking about his struggles, but this has happened twice already this year. So there's a little bit of a narrative where Dak has been horrible. Then he's come back and thrown up a massive 45 point fantasy game. Then he's gone to being horrible. So it's kind of like the teeter totter effect. Maybe he comes out this week and absolutely dismantles that Raiders team. That's already being dismantled from within. Um, so hopefully that, he finds success. And if the Cowboys are up big, then I do expect Pollard to find some fantasy success, True. especially with volume. Um, and I think a lot of this is, you know, like you said, it's questionable, right? Because there's a lot of questions to be answered. Does Dak have that rebound game? I think he does. Does CD Lynn play or not? I think he does. Yeah. Um, so with all of those things, I think Pollard can actually be more effective when everybody is healthy. And I know that's a, weird that's a good thing point. To say. That's a weird thing to say, but I, I do like Pollard. I just don't know, Jacob. I don't know. I, I'm very on the fence. So I'm rooting for you. I don't have any shares yeah. of Pollard. So I don't have any say of this. So I look at him as a, a potential flex option. So when you're looking at the flex, you're usually, obviously you're debating between a running back and a wide receiver for the most part. So I proposed a couple, uh, uh, him sit him or this guy and, would you start any of these guys over him? Chase Claypool against at Cincinnati, Rashad Bateman at versus Cleveland, or Darnell Mooney at Detroit? Like, would you start those guys over him? Over Pollard? Yeah, I'd start all three of them. You Pollard. would? Okay. Yeah. Like, I think Mooney because all right, Mooney's actually questionable going into the game, but we've seen he's kind of emerged as the the top yeah, wide receiver. He's wide receiver there. 15 on the year right now, actually. So I, yeah, he's that's he's found a way to... I, I do think though, I think Bateman and Claypool are a lot closer. Like, I think that's a discussion, you know, uh, Pollard Bateman or Claypool. I really think that's a discussion this week. Wait, hold on, Jacob. It is very much a discussion. And 
we have to get through the show and I know we have questions to answer down in the comments, but I have to be personal with you really quick. Mm -hmm. A couple of weeks ago before our trade deadline, when I traded you that first round pick for Tony and Bateman, would mm -hmm. you have done it for Bateman and Elijah Moore? Cause I know he's your baby. Um, Cause obviously, yeah, I mean, this is, this was before his 30 point week last yeah, week. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I would have done it. Cause I, I said, this so is before we're his in a two dynasty league. Great fantasy performance. And I, so, yeah. this won't be part of the clip. We'll end the clip after uh, I got to get that clip out actually today because Tony Pollard plays tomorrow. But um, <laughs> so we're in a dynasty league context context, right? We're in a dynasty league. Uh, 12 team league we we're discussing a first round pick and i said okay you can I, i'll give you two rookie wide receivers and i have like five of them on my roster right and i literally meant you take your pick you know because you you took two of my top ones you took bateman and tony i would have done more with one of those as well um so i like all three of those guys to be honest like i i the you know they have super high ceilings all three of them yeah, I'm I'm kind of biting my butt. I, I I needed a lot of youth there, and uh, I didn't think you'd go for more, but I should have at least tried. There you, oh, there you I go. Mean, folks. I, at the time, those Mooney or not Mooney, Tony and Bateman were the top two guys that I liked. So, yeah, fair enough. Uh, let's look over here in the comments really quick. Bamboo, should I start Dak or Kirk Cousins? Ah, dude, I'm totally buying into Dak this week. Um, even if CD lamb doesn't play like that's how far I'm going to go. Thanksgiving day at home against a struggling Raiders team looking to rebound. I love Dak. I love Dak. Kirk cousins on the other hand, going up against San Francisco who has played far better. There's a story you'd like to see, right? Jacob, the Raiders starting off hot and falling off the Niners falling off from the beginning. Really? I prefer the Raiders to sense. succeed too. I know in the Super Bowl. I forget. I forget. You're not Joe, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I just don't know. I think the I think the Niners have been playing a lot better football. They have, um, and because of that, I and they're playing at home. So I, I just like Dak at home against a struggling uh, Raiders team. So that's who I'm going with. Looks yeah, like you, you gotta go, is, Dak. Yeah, even without CD and Amari. Yeah, man, I'm doing it. I'm doing it wholeheartedly. So I'm buying into it. Jacob, do you have any differing opinions without CD? Because mm -hmm. we already know Amari's it's out. close. Kirk Cousins is always underrated. But uh, I, it's close, but I would go Dak for sure. I just think the matchup's too good. He's looking to bounce back. And look, Dak can get it done. Like it, I know he has amazing offensive weapons when they're fully healthy. But he can still do it, man. You got Dalton Schultz. You got Zeke. You got Pollard. He still has weapons, even though even his top two might be out. So, yeah. and he's got Gallup and emerging Cedric Wilson. Exactly, so I he like still it. has a pretty good core. So that's nothing wrong with that. Yep, uh, Bamboo. If you want any more help, maybe you know, just happen to like and subscribe. You almost might be guaranteed to start Dak and win your fantasy matchup this week, and avoid watching you know Kirk Cousins on your bench go for forty. So just like and subscribe. Uh, we are running out of time here very quickly, Jacob. Let's jump into our fool's gold players, 2021 week 12. Uh, let's review last week's again. I wasn't here. Jacob, Justin, we're holding it down. Russell Wilson against Arizona. Congratulations, Jacob. That team, man. It's, it's interesting. I hope Russell Wilson figures it out. He's in so last guy. week. So I said, shit. I'm starting Derek Carr over Russell Wilson. I was right, but Derek Carr had 10 fantasy points and Russell Wilson had eight. Good for me. 
Justin, Justin found himself in the same boat, man. Gibson at Carolina. That was also a hit. Just hammers home the point that that man is going to be TD dependent and very game scripted. Uh, and that wasn't the game script for them. So we're good at predicting failure, I guess. But yeah. Not so success. listen to us when we tell you who's not going to perform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shocking sits of the week, otherwise known as our fool's gold players. Jacob, I went first last time, so I'm going to go with you. Who do you got? Let's make it quick. Yeah. So when we uh, came up with this premise, this is kind of what we meant it for: is like guys that people are maybe higher on than they should be, and that's why I'm going with Devonte Freeman of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, look, they. Waved Le'Veon Bell. Tyson Williams basically doesn't exist. So, like, it's looking like, okay, Devonta Freeman could take this job. But do not forget about Latavius Murray. He's coming off the injury. I have a feeling they were easing Latavius Murray into, uh, you know, coming off the injury. I think they want Murray to be the guy uh, once he's, like, kind of fully back. But, look, Devonta Freeman had 16 carries. Uh, 49 yards and a touchdown, and he had six catches. So he's not going to be useless. I'm just saying temper your expectations. The work that he got last week, I don't think is going to be what it's going to be going forward. I think it's going to be more uh, Latavius Murray on the ground getting most of the carries and Devontae Freeman very active in the passing game and both of them doing both. But I just don't think like it's – heading towards Devontae Freeman being the starting running back of the Baltimore Ravens. I think it's going to be a split backfield. And if there is a starter starter, I think it's going to be Latavius Murray for the rest of the year. Uh, so I, I just think people need to limit their expectations on Devontae Freeman. Uh, and Gabe, let me ask you real quick. Would you this week, would you start Ramondre Stevenson or Devontae Freeman? Uh, Stevenson had some work even without or even with Damian Harris playing yeah. last week. Um, it comes down to matchup at that point. I think both of those guys are very matchup dependent at this point. True. Uh, I'd go Ramondre Stevenson, dude, against Tennessee. Yeah. I think they're susceptible to and the And that's run. the I point. I mean, awful. we kind of – we def, like it looks like the Patriots have a split backfield now with Harris and Stevenson. So, it to me, it's like, oh, I'd probably start Stevenson over him. So, yeah, Devonta Freeman is my fool's gold this week. Yeah. Good one. It's not a bad one. That's for sure. Um, for me to make it quick, really quick here, make it quick, really quick. I need to better my vocabulary <laughs> and fluency. Uh, Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, he had some strength and successfulness. I'm tired. He's been, he was great at the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's like wide receiver too. Great. Week. Last week he comes out and he does manage to have a great fantasy day. However, um, when you look at the targets, he wasn't seeing them like he's been seeing them in the beginning of the season. He was able to catch a couple of long balls and capitalize on that touchdown last week. I don't know if he gets it done at Denver, who's a little stingy. And there are just guys that I'd rather start over him. Uh, he's come to that point where the beginning of the year is more of a facade, and that's not what we're going to see week in and week out. Keenan Allen has kind of asserted himself as the top dog over there in Los Angeles, and I think he's here to stay, uh, especially because we know, as opposed to someone like Mike Williams, that uh, Keenan Allen himself is susceptible to halves of a season, right, where he'll be totally non-existent one half and completely blow up in the next half whether that's the start of the season or the back end of the season or reversed, 
he does this every single year and it looks like he's starting to do it again where he wasn't really relevant in the beginning of the year now he's starting to find success i think that continues uh guys that i'd start over mike williams darnell mooney t higgins just to name a few, I think those guys have better matchups. T. Higgins coming off of a down week. Darnell Mooney starting to emerge, especially now that, um, you know, Allen Robinson is going to sit this week. And I actually like that Andy Dalton's going to be throwing the ball as opposed to Justin Fields, um, at least in terms of right now. So, yeah. yeah, two guys that I'd much rather start over Mike Williams, which hurts to say because people have been keeping him in their lineups <laughs> week in and week out because of those good weeks in the beginning of the season and they've just kind of been duddy since then and don't be fooled by last week's performance because you're going to get more of what you've seen over the last few weeks as opposed to what you saw last week so that's my fool's gold for week 12. Jacob any thoughts? Uh, no good choice man he went from obviously a must start wide receiver one to now it's like you're debating him in your last flex spot so it's definitely not an easy choice to start him. Yeah, that's just the way fantasy football is, man. You win some, you lose some. Some guys are hot, then they're not. Ooh, that rhymed. And uh, I'm going to be corny and end it like that today. So before we get out of here, feel free to follow us wherever you get your podcast fixings, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, just to name a few. You can also find us at First Round Fantasy Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Thanks for all the action down in the comments today. Be sure to like and yeah, subscribe. Yeah, that was fun. If you liked it, you're almost guaranteed to watch other teams win their fantasy matchups this week. Maybe yours will be a win as well. I got to start finding better ways to spin that. But uh, with that being said, we're thankful. We're thankful for you guys. We're thankful to be able to talk about fantasy football. Jacob, I did this with Justin two weeks ago. End the show, man. What do you got? Mm, ham over turkey. Let's go, baby. And, and oh, okay, we got to be a little bit smoother. And then you got to end. I know you're the guy that usually ends the show when you're here. Oh. So cue up the ending and then say that again or something new. Um, Green bean casserole is amazing. Bye-bye. Mm.